Today we're getting ready to access the CSSON. With lower level APIs we can style, we can invent. New property declarations, new ways to interact. With Houdini we're making strides, with the tools they were staying on track. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Tools Day, a podcast about tech tools, tips and tricks on Tuesdays at 2. I'm your co-host Yuna. And I'm Chris. And today we're talking about Houdini, Houdini. which is a CSS-related spec slash tool. Um, You'll hear all about it in a minute. But before we start, I do want to say thank you to our show sponsors today. Datadog is our sponsor for today's show. Datadog is a -a software-as-a-service-based monitoring platform that provides dev and ops teams with a unified view of all of their systems, apps, and services. You'll be a part of thousands of organizations who already rely on Datadog to collect, visualize, and alert them of abnormalities. There are 200-plus turnkey integrations, including AWS, Postgres, Kubernetes, and Slack, all done out of the box with custom metrics to gain full-stack observability with a unified view of all your systems, apps, and services. They just released a a new log management service that integrates with logging systems that you already use. Other key features include real-time visibility from customizable dashboards, algorithmic alerts like abnormality detection, um, outlier detection, forecasting alerts, end-to-end request tracing to visualize app performance, and real-time collaboration. Datadog is offering listeners a free trial, and as an added bonus for signing up and creating a dashboard, they'll send you a free t-shirt. So check out their new log management system and start a free trial today at datadog.com slash toolsday. That's D-A-T-A-D-O-G dot C-O-M slash toolsday, T-O-O-L-S-D-A-Y. You know how to spell it. Um, Again, (laughs) they'll send you a free t-shirt. You get a free trial. It's datadog.com slash toolsday. So thank you, Datadog. Also, shout out to our continuous patron, uh, Webflow. Webflow actually just came out with this really cool new website that I think won the um, award for today, the AWWW award. Aw- the awards. Award. Awards. Yeah, it was super cool and trendy. Uh, loved it. And they have a pretty cool service too that lets you like design inside of the browser for your website. So um, thank you again, Webflow, for continuing your support. Let's talk about Houdini. What is it? You know, <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I know something about Houdini. I've been, I feel like I've been reading things about Houdini for like two years saying, here's something that no one knows about, but one day you will. Um, so what is yeah. it? So it's been in the works for a while now, a couple of years, but it's not really been accessible because browsers haven't implemented support for Houdini until recently. And by recently, I mean, Chrome 65 is the first browser that implemented support for any of the Houdini APIs, and that came out two weeks ago. So that's one of them, which is the Paint API uh, for the Paint worklet. But basically Houdini is an effort by W3C, there's a lot of different people working on it, um, that allows developers to gain access to the CSS object model by providing these lower level CSS APIs. So we as developers can actually, for the first time, like change how CSS works. We can write CSS. Like the problem that it's trying to solve is like right now you can write JavaScript polyfills and you can render things in the DOM using JavaScript, but you never gain access to the CSSOM and the underlying um, 
way that the browser renders that styling. Can so I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. What is <laughs> CSSOM? So, so there, there's the document object model, which is the DOM, okay. right? And then there's a CSS object model. There's also the accessibility tree. There's all these things that the browser kind of uses to build a web page, build a site. Okay. Um, so that's CSOM is just the styling model. Okay, that's, got it. Yeah, that it kind like the DOM, the CSOM kind of split out at the same time, and then you use the CSOM to apply style onto the DOM through got like it. the paint composite, all those. Fun Good thing. Steps. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got yeah. it. So, <laughs> I'll talk about Houdini. Houdini is really cool because not only does it allow us to like invent properties, but it's more performant than using a JavaScript polyfill because that JS polyfill, you have to basically build the page and then go through and re rebuild it to apply style changes on top of the DOM once it's rendered. Um, but with Houdini, you're actually sending it through CSS. So you're building it as the CSS gets pushed onto the page, theoretically. But you're building it. Houdini is JavaScript, though. So you build it in JavaScript to create CSS. Well, Houdini is, the syntax is JavaScript. Okay. So there's a little bit of a difference. Um, Houdini works through CSS worklets that are slightly different. So you have access to different parts of the DOM because you have to register it as a worklet. Okay. Instead of um, registering it like normal JavaScript. Okay. So it's written in JavaScript syntax, specifically like Canvas syntax. Okay. Okay. Um, and so you can use that syntax to write or register properties. Okay. In your CSS. Got it. And you can then use that um, through CSS. So, like an example is the Paint API. The CSS Paint API is um, the one that really we have access to right now. And so, what you do is you create a JavaScript file that is your worklet file. Okay. It's like a paint worklet. Like a web worker. You write your code. But CSS. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. It's like a web worker, but a CSS worker, if you will. Okay. Uh, And then you can write and sort of export this worker and then import it as, let me see if I could pull up a little example here. You you do css.paintworklet.addmodule. Okay. If it's supported, and then you can access that as a paint worklet file. Um, and then inside of your CSS, you can use it as like background image, paint, and then whatever you uh, export it in your oh, worklet. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 okay, got it. So you register the worklet, and then once it's registered, your CSS can access it directly. So you don't need to. Exactly. Got it. So you're, if I have, I have an external style sheet, and I have a worklet that says, here's a module that does something in my style sheet, I can say, paint use the module okay got it okay all right carry on (laughs) okay okay so are you like are you kind of piecing together why this is so cool yet okay yes usually usually we talk talk about it in reverse right we talk about um doing stuff in java or we will pull like css variables into javascript to do something yes this is the reverse process exactly it's the opposite where you're creating these in javascript in these worklet files and then you're pulling them into your um your your browser file essentially like your environment by registering a worklet and then you have access to them in your css got it okay okay so for me i think thinking of it as a reverse process of what i do with css variables right now helps me a little bit so okay okay so okay so Mm -hmm. i create javascript to use in my css got it carry on yeah so um this is really cool not just for the performance aspects of it but it also allows us to invent 
CSS properties and styles that we can use across browser theoretically um, if those browsers support Houdini. So um, we can invent this, like an example is um, beveled corners, like cut out corners. You can write a worklet file that you then register and can use across any browser that supports Houdini and have access to that inside your CSS. So if you wanted to create like a, think of like a movie ticket stub where the corners kind of like come in like circles. Okay. Right now that's not possible. Okay. You can create a clip, right? but then you can create this paint. You can register your properties. You can register variables in there okay. um, and then access those through your uh, clip inside of CSS. So I would, I would say, here's my paint, mo paint worklet. It's got a module name of ticket clipping or something. And then in my CSS, yeah. I would say background image clip. Yeah. Well, you can or, use like the mask image okay, or you yeah, can use a yeah. clip. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, the clip property, clip property. And then I, I would say clip property and then the paint worklet. Yeah, exactly. Okay, got it. So um, make sure that your browser is up to date because if you have the previous version of Chrome, like to older than two weeks old, you won't be able to see any of the changes inside of CSS for all the Houdini stuff. So there's the thing. Um, there's a few different ways that you can use it. Like you can write these JavaScript files. You can also just use the Paint API to register properties. And when you register properties, you kind of have access to everything about them. So an example that I like to use is uh, gradients. Right now in CSS, you cannot animate gradients. So you can't interop, they're not interoperable. You can't interpolate between them. Okay. But if you, if you register two properties based on color, like you say basically what it's um, being extended from, if you extend two properties like color stop one, color stop two from uh, the property color, then because color is interoperable, you can interoperable. <laughs> interoperable. <laughs> you can uh, transition between two colors. That's a better word for it. Okay. okay you can transition okay. between two colors. So you can create a animated gradient that transitions both of the color stops on ah, it. Ah, okay. Because you've registered it. And so that's not something that's possible in CSS right now. But if you use the paint API and register those properties, you can do that. So that's like another cool example. Okay. Um, I want to share a bunch of resources. This is just something that I've been so into lately because I think it's like everyone's talking about, oh, what's the future of CSS? It's like CSS and JS. It's CSS modules. It's blah, 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 blah. It's Houdini. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> it's Houdini. That is so cool. So right now it's in Chrome. It's not in any other browser, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. And so uh. some parts of it are in Chrome. Okay. Um, there is this website called is Houdini ready yet? Okay. .com. Okay. And it lays out, it shows you all the different APIs and their, uh, their access, what, what, wherever they're implemented right now. Um, so the APIs that are sort of being planned for Houdini are the layout API, the paint API, parser API, properties and values API, animation worklet, uh, the typed object model and the font metrics API. So all of these are kind of working together. You can register these all individually to get access to those things inside of your CSS. Like layout is cool. Um, and that's very different than CSS animation. It's very different than CSS paint. So right now, the typed OM, which I haven't really played with yet. Typed is um, typed object model? Yeah. For, for CSS. Typed. For CSS. Okay, got it. 
and uh, the Paint API are the two that are currently available um, according to the site. And actually, I'm reading it right now, and I think that that's not true because the uh, Chrome 65 March 6th release allows for you to use the Paint API. The April 17th Chrome 65 release version will have the typed object model. Okay. So... That one's not out yet, which is, I guess, why I haven't played with it at all. (laughs) But uh, the Paint API is available. Uh, Firefox has intent to build the Paint API and then typed OM next. Um, Properties and values is something that is partially in support in Canary and is in development with Firefox. And the animation worklet is partially in support for in Canary. Uh, They might crash your browser. Mm. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, just be aware of that. I was like, I was playing with the stuff on the airplane to Oxford because I just spoke about this kind of stuff at RenderConf and um, had a bunch of fun, like just learning Canvas and creating CSS properties yeah. that I was able to play with. I'm honestly um, stunned that it's almost, if I'm looking at the Chrome thing, and so the Chrome says they're looking for the layout API by Q4. 2017 Q1 2018. So that's this year, or they're actually they've missed that. It's almost it's almost in the Q1 right now, but Chrome is almost almost there, um, minus the parser API, which probably is a big one. Um, do you have you played around with these other APIs that aren't around yet, or read up read up them like like the layout API? What does that do? Uh, so I tried to play with the animation API because okay. there is a GitHub uh, demo page, okay. like a repo, but from Google yeah. that showcases some of them. Um, it kept crashing my browser. Uh-oh. <laughs> so no, okay. <laughs> I haven't played with that. But basically with the animation API, you'll have access to like create more parallax effects or uh, more customizable effects like that. Um, another good example of using... Houdini right now is Conic Gradients. So, like, Leah Veru did this whole... Real quick. Really the, good talk. For the non oh, sorry, non-designer person, what is a Conic Gradient? Is yes, a, <laughs> good question. <laughs> so, Conic Gradient is... Um, when you think of gradients, they start from one point and they end at another point. You have your linear gradients that go from, like, left to right, for example. You have radial gradients that go from the center point outwards. And then you have Conic Gradients which start from the center, create a line straight out to the edge, and then go in a circle from that center point. So they create, like, there's a harsh beginning and ending, which is a vertical line from the center to the top uh, as the radius of that area. But it's not going from the center out evenly. It goes straight up and then around. Yeah, okay. I think I've seen this before. All right, got it. Yes. You've probably seen it, but it's hard to conceptualize. Yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Look up conic gradient. I just did, if I just you did have it. Any I got, I got it. I, I found yeah. a CSS Houdini site by somebody, uh, IMVDO. Yes. I just wanted to share this because oh. it's like the best resource. <laughs> Great. But yeah. Um, so IMVDO is lab.imvdo.me. Really awesome uh, Houdini demos. My favorite demo site. There are also some really good articles that we'll link in the show notes about Houdini. Um, I'm writing one because <laughs> I'm just so excited about it right now. I want more people to know about it because it's so, so much what I believe is the future of CSS. Like there's no other way around it. This finally gives developers access to writing CSS. 
We're, we're finally able to do that. So I wanted to explain the conic gradient demo because it's like a, a great example of why Houdini is so cool. Um, Leah Vru, who is like somebody I really admire, she's a developer who uh, created this polyfill for conic gradients and would go around to conferences speaking about conic gradients and all their use cases like pie charts and um, various different decorative aspects of the web. Um, and they're a really good idea, but no browser supported them like at all. And she was trying to draw up support for them, get people to upvote them. Um, I think they're available like behind a flag in like a version of Canary, but they weren't really built out. But with Houdini, you can build out a conic gradient paint worklet and mm. then use conic gradients. It's like a, it's like a babble, but for CSS. Yeah, Sorry, I, like to, I like to think of it as like a service worker for CSS because the same like model well, of writing worklet files. Well, by Babel, I meant like, you know, so in Babel, you know, they let you access ES 2016, 2017, 2018, actually 2018 now. Oh my goodness, I'm so old. Uh, they let so you some access- parts of Babel if you have you- a plugin. Well, yeah, so it, well, Babel lets you write plugins to say you can use the future of JavaScript today. Um, and it'll transpile it for you. In the same way, this is letting you write Conic Gradient, which is a CSS4 spec today. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's super cool. Or you can invent your own. Like, yeah. it, it's not just like CSS Next or JS Next. Right. It just lets you invent things. Whatever. It helps to know Canvas. Like, I was playing with, like, making speckled dots. Um, there's an example from Google that's, like, a, the um, material design ripple animation. Yeah. So, like, when you click on something, it kind of ripples out in, like, a white circle. So, you yeah. can create that. So, sorry, just real quick. So, I'm looking at the ripple animation right now. Uh, this is yeah. a lot of JavaScript to write normally. Like, this is actually a sneakily really hard thing to write because there's a lot, a lot of, like, oh, position of the mouse click and how it exp- how, how expands. Um, yeah. And so, this, you're still yeah. doing that. You have to get the mouse click um, you do it inside of so this know, example like this is like thirty lines of C- code though versus like the yeah it's 70- much shorter <laughs> you still have to do things yeah um, but you use canvas and then I think that some of the animation stuff uh, I still was having some uh, interesting experiences <laughs> working through because like getting uh, some of the stuff to animate you need two different files got it yeah you register it and then through JavaScript you still have to do something save the animation part. But for all of the static paint stuff, you can just create whatever you want. Like um, if you want to create chat bubbles surrounding your text, and you can set that based on the size of it because you have the you have access to the context and the size of that parent like you would in Canvas. Yeah. Um, there's an example here of styling checkboxes. You might be able to style drop-down menus. Yeah. Like- oh, <laughs> my God. You can stop. There's like slanted backgrounds as an example. I'm just looking at the IMVDO examples, um, corner gradients. You can do that in CSS though. But yeah, there's like a rough boxes example. There's just so much that you can do with Houdini. The sky's the limit, and people are just starting to play with it. Like they're just starting to get their hands dirty. It's totally like cross platform accessible. Well, it's all web, but. I mean, like cross framework accessible because it's you're just applying it to your CSS. Um, it's really cool. I'm really, really happy to see support for it finally available in Chrome stable. Even though it's like you got to be on the new, new to get it. <laughs> the newest of news. Yeah. Uh, 
sorry, I'm like, so this just reminds me of, you know, we, we, like, a lot of things it does that, you know, we do all these hacks for right now, that just kind of seems to just does out-of-the-box checkboxes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's what I like about a lot of kind of the new stuff that we talk about. It's usually fixing hacks. Yeah. It's like there's this whole idea of, like, paving the cow paths, uh, which that, pa- that painting like. Painting a cow path? Paving the cow path. Paving. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. Did I say painting? I might have said painting. <laughs> but it's like you, the cows have already formed these paths. Like we are the cows in this scenario. We've already kind of created these hacks that people have become familiar with. And then out of that, we create solutions like Houdini. And this is a long time coming. Like this is a massive change to the way that we think about writing CSS and the way that we can access the browser's internal engine. Like, oh, it's so exciting. Um, but it just gets me so stoked. So stoked. So stoked. This is super cool. Wow. There aren't like that many examples out there yet. Um, so I would encourage anyone listening to start playing with it and checking it out themselves. There's this like cool smooth corners example from IM Video. Check out that work. There's um, a great article that I'll share with you. There's a demystifying houdini by surma from google uh, article two that talks about the ideas behind houdini um there's a article on smashing magazine that's two years old that i found was really great for explaining the underlying like principles it's called houdini maybe the most exciting development in css you've never heard of Ah. It's actually exactly two years old i did read that a long time ago that's probably that's what yeah. i was referencing the beginning okay yeah, and now it's time that we actually can start playing with these things. So uh, I like get out of breath when I talk about it because I'm really excited about it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's a Houdini uh, GitHub repo, uh, which has examples. There's a different repo that is like the development of it. So you can like open issues and see what people are talking out there because W3C kind of moved on to github for describing drafts and such etc um it's w3c slash css dash houdini dash drafts um and there's a website drafts.css dash houdini.org where it shows all the latest drafts from um the houdini specs so this like d bear and tab atkins and i kill patrick are the people that are primarily writing this um, right now, at least, those are the latest authors on the specs. There's definitely more people involved. If you click through, you could see all of the authors. Uh, Shane Stevens on here, Dean Jackson, a lot of a lot of work from a lot of people over the past few years. Um, Alan Stearns. I'm just kind of like reading through names here, <laughs> but <laughs> the idea is use Houdini. Um, Thank and respect the people who have worked on it. It's the future of how we are going to write CSS. And um, yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. <laughs> cool. I'm I'm excited to go and, ch- and check out some of these things. Uh, whenever I click on these like future-facing web CSS stuff, I'm like, this is mind-blowing to me. It's just so many cool things. So I'm excited for this to get more and more uh, prevalent across the web. Yeah, I hope it does really gain more support. Because like it's not going to work if just Chrome supports it, but because it is so powerful and because it's so dynamic, the second that a browser does support it, we can just create anything that we want in CSS. 
and we can start creating libraries of like Houdini worklets that we can use. And that's like something that I really look forward to. Well, uh, I think that is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll keep it short. Um, This this episode finally like around 20 ish minutes um before we wrap up i do want to say thank you to our sponsors again datadog they have their new log management service so check that out get your free trial and free t-shirt at datadog.com slash tools day also shout out to webflow and shout out to you our listeners for listening to this episode um please please share this podcast with a friend if you learn something new, if you just like listening to our voices or the songs at the beginning, um, <laughs> or you can go on Patreon, support us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash toolsday. Or just follow us on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash toolsday, T-O-O-L-S-D-A-Y. You know where to find us, and we will see you next week.